My name is Benny Collins, and welcome to Sonic Stories, a show where music, human performance, and life intersect and are shared through personal stories. Each week, I invite a guest to choose three songs that have shaped their life in one way or another and to share the stories behind these songs and the meaning that they hold for them. Outside of this podcast, I work in the field of sports psychology as a mental performance coach. So what that means is I support performers such as athletes, performing artists like a singer or a musician, as well as executives on working through any mental obstacles they might be facing and to optimize their strengths and to fully realize their performance. And part of being a high performing person, whether you're an athlete or not, is rest and, rest and recovery. And uh, this week I thought I'd share just a little tidbit, a small but mighty tidbit on, on sleep and things that we can really try to apply right away that's very simple to do. I know there are a lot of folks out there that struggle with having a consistent sleep, uh, sleep cycle, I should say, um, and it can be hard to fall asleep, to stay asleep throughout the entirety of the night. That's something that I particularly struggle with. There's always at least one time or sometimes two times in the night that I'll wake up. It's kind of annoying, but something that I'm working on here. Um, but, but yeah, sleep is just incredibly important. We do it for about a third of our lives. So we might as well put some thought and energy into making it work for us and to be restful so we can show up and be our best selves, as well as be the, the right person around our loved ones and our friends and the people that we care about because they deserve the best, right? So on to the tidbit, I was recently listening to another podcast called The Huberman Lab by Dr. Andrew Huberman, and he had a guest on, the guest's name is Dr. Samir Attar, I believe is how you pronounce his name, but Dr. Attar works at the National Institute of Mental Health, and he's a chronobiologist. And so he spent the last couple of decades of his life studying light and how light impacts our sleep and our circadian rhythm. And just a really quick and easily applied tip that everyone can really use that I learned from him in that conversation as a whole is if when we wake up within the first hour or so of the day, try to get 15 to 30 minutes of natural daylight into our eyes and into our systems. And that can really help us regulate our circadian rhythm so we can have that restful sleep and just get on a nice cycle so we can feel a bit more recharged throughout the day and throughout the week. And that's it. That's, that's the tip. So if you can get out, get yourself 15 to 30 minutes of natural daylight. Um, obviously, you know, being indoors, some of us may wake up before the sun rises. Good on you. Some light is good, but that natural daylight, something that comes from the sun, we need that vitamin D, we need that natural light in our systems. So go find that in the morning if you can. Back to the show. This week, I am joined by my friend, Joe Waldbillig. Joe is a musician and lover of the make-believe, and on his better days, a cooking enthusiast from Madison, Wisconsin. Professionally, Joe works on computers at the University of Wisconsin-Madison and performs live music around the country. When he has free time, he likes spending it making himself as well as his friends laugh. Joy is special. And joy is definitely a characteristic I would apply to this conversation. It was really great talking with him. Joe is a, a, a special person and someone I got to know pretty well in the last year and a half or so throughout the pandemic um, and the time that I was living in Madison. And he's just a, just a great guy, and just a good person to know. I feel like everyone that knows him knows that he's just a very kind person, a very generous person and thoughtful too. And I, I appreciate the thoughtfulness and just the, the depth that he shared within the stories behind these songs. They're all wildly very different, and I'm excited for all of you to, to hear about it. So without further ado, here's Joe. All right, Joe, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So 
jumping right into these songs. I listened to all three of them as I should have. And I did, but all three of them were very different. And so I'm kind of curious. I want to start like chronologically and you might have to tell me like when these songs came out. I know the song, I'm not going to say the title of the song, but I know the song by Ozzy Osbourne is probably mid to late eighties. I think, I think so. I don't, I don't know off the top of my head, but I, I would imagine it's, it's early, early mid eighties. I feel like. All right. Okay. Well, let's just start there. It's, it's been said. Yeah. Let's just start there. So how did this song make the list? Let's just start there. Sure. Yeah. Cause uh, yeah, it's kind of a, it's kind of a funny song. Um, it's, it's definitely like an older, older one um, from, from that kind of like hair, not hair rock, but just like, I guess metal rock kind of kind of era. Um, I mean, everyone knows Ozzy Osbourne. And I suppose, and I suppose, before we go any further, I should at least one of us should say the title of the song. The song is "Crazy Train" by Ozzy Osbourne. Probably very recognizable to a lot of people. Totally, yeah, it's a classic. Yeah, so like uh, this song uh, made the list, I'd say, because. Not necessarily because it's like my favorite song or a song that like, you know, I wake up every day well into my adulthood and I'm like, you know, and I'm popping on in the, in the morning. Sure? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in the morning, you know, I'm rocking that song every day when I go to work or if I'm going to a friend's house, just get pumped up. Um, <laughs> no. Um, yeah. That song kind of holds this, like this kind of special place with me um, because it's, it's, I think it's like the moment it's, it's a song that was the moment that I realized that I wanted to play guitar and it probably because it's such a guitar centric song. Um, but in, when I was a kid, um, you know, my, my dad actually worked for a radio station in Madison. Um, and uh, they, one of the stations they had JJO would play, they played like a lot of alt metal, a lot of like some classic rock stuff, but all, but like kind of heavier classic rock stuff. So definitely Ozzy was making that list. Um, so I kind of like grew up on the stuff. Um, and like listening to it, it's like that's the kind of music that like you know third fourth grade Joe was getting like pumped to. Like I'm just getting okay. pumped up to this song. It's just like it's definitely one of the first songs where you like the guitar definitely kind of like gave you those like kind of goosebumps, like like just like kind of almost like an adrenaline jump. Um, mm-hmm. And you know it, it it's so it's so beautifully corny in that way too, where it's just like one of those just corny pump up songs that just like. <laughs> every like you can't hate it like you can admit like it's kind of <laughs> cheesy but like you can't you know you can't deny that it's not like kind of a badass tune right, um right but it, it was definitely a song where i heard that i was like i i like really feel connected to like guitar like guitar feels like an instrument that really speaks to me um and and i felt like that like yeah third fourth grade i don't, I don't know what age we are at that point but um yeah i just remember that being the pinnacle of like oh like yeah I kind of want to play music like music really it does something for me it makes me feel a certain way it pumps me up it makes me feel good it, it makes me feel you know I get like powerful in a way that song made me feel very powerful when you listen to it you just feel like you're just like on top of the world kind of like you're 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 running off the rails of the crazy chain I don't know like it's it just yeah. it felt good listening to it as a kid I remember yeah it, it does I mean I think rhythmically it's upbeat and it has like that, I mean, you know, music theory better than I do. It sounds very much like that shoulder blades back, chest up major chord to me. It totally. sounds like very like prominent and very like regal in a way. Yeah. It's very like driving and like Ozzy's doing his thing on it. <laughs> so, so you know, he's just, just like, biting, 
biting bats head off, you know. Yeah. Thing. Well, yeah, and yeah, you can't really argue with like Randy Rhodes on guitar. I mean, it's just like he was like definitely one of the the like eighties like like I guess rock gods of guitar. You know, just just mm-hmm. super clean playing, just sounded good, fast, just like really like just very powerful guitar lines for sure. Like that, the main line of that song is very like just driving. Like you feel really connected and really good with it as it's going. Um, but definitely inspired me to be like, wow, I want to like pick up the guitar. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, that's early too. I was going to say, so back to third and fourth grade, mm-hmm. like just hitting like 10 years old or something like that. Yeah. Something like were that. You, it's probably eight, eight or nine like, years old. Yeah. Yeah. Super young. I would say, um, were you, did you have friends that were also jiving with this song or was it like kind of like you and this song, like a first date, like love at first sight type of thing? Um, I wouldn't say like my friends were listening. I don't really, I'm trying to think of like, I don't think I even knew what my friends were listening to back then. Cause I feel like at that age, you don't even really talk about music. Maybe people do nowadays, but it was True. definitely more of a, like my dad was working for a radio station. I was kind of like, we'd go to these radio events. I remember. And he, he like, he wasn't a DJ or he had nothing to do with the musical side of it. Actually no one in my family is really in like a musician, so to speak uh, besides oh. me. And I would say my brother, I guess is, is also, he plays uh, some instruments, but neither of my parents really played instruments. But my dad worked for a radio station. He did sales, so we'd go to these we'd go to these events, and he'd kind of mingle with with the DJs, and I'd kind of meet some of these people. And that was the kind of music that those people were listening to. And I guess um, I, I wouldn't say like role models, but like there were people, like older people. And I was like, wow, these people must be cool because they're listening to this type of music, and this is the music I'm being exposed to. Um, but yeah, it was it was definitely you know music that just like really spoke to me at that time at a, at a really young age and ma- it made me want to play guitar. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like what you said before about being around those people that were just like kind of cool, it makes you think about how nowadays, I mean, maybe even the last 10 years or so people have saying like, Oh, that's so metal or that's so hardcore. And when right. they use that terminology, they're not even really talking about the musical genre. They're just like describing a vibe or like right. the way a person carries themselves. Right. But I mean, that, that speaks really to that genre of music. And I feel like every genre of music kind of has like people carry themselves very differently. And I feel like, Absolutely. I feel like uh, with that music and, and I mean, you hear about like the stories of all those like classical, like trashing the hotel room, you know, living kind of this wild it's, it, and it's kind of like an immature, like lifestyle. Maybe that's why at that age, I was so drawn to it. Cause you're like kind of at that age, at least for me, I kind of felt like I was starting to come out of my shell as a, as a human, like just mm-hmm. kind of like. Oh, like kind of the angst was like rooted, but not grown. Like, you know, when you're in your teens, you kind of get that angst thing going, but it was like kind of preteen. So I was kind of like, there's angst, but I don't know what it is yet. I can feel it yeah. coming. And I don't know, maybe that's like a kind of funny metaphor for like the crazy train, right? It's just like, <laughs> I'm about to go off the rails. Like, I don't know, something's coming. I'm about to like start growing up and like becoming a crazy person and figuring yeah. out where the hell life is, but, right. and, and becoming who you are. Right. Um, and, and a big part of, of my life has been, you know, music and playing guitar and that, that song to me really signifies like the beginning of that journey. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah. And yeah. And I learned the thing and played it for a a middle school talent show. And that was kind of like my first, like, check that one off the list. Like I'm a guitar player. Like I I felt like it felt, uh, validating, I guess. Cause, cause I mean, so I was listening to that music when I was probably like, yeah, like eight or nine years old, fourth, fifth grade. 
And my parents made me play, take piano lessons because they're like, you got to like learn how to read music and stuff, which is, you know, that's up for debate. But, um, but I took piano lessons for a year and after, and cause it was kind of a bet cause I want to play guitar. My parents were like, eh, we're not going to get you a guitar until you, you learn piano. I was like, fine. Cause, cause my sister and brother both learned piano and I'm the youngest of the family. Um, so I took piano lessons for a year and stuck it out and I didn't hate piano lessons, but it definitely wasn't like speaking to me as heavily, at least with the type of music I was listening to. It's like, okay, I'm listening to like, I'm listening to Ozzy Osbourne. I'm listening to like Slipknot. I'm listening to two. I'm listening to like heavier stuff. I'm like, yeah, cause piano really fits in there. <laughs> so just, but uh, yeah, I stuck it out, learned that. And then uh, I remember uh, for my ninth birthday party, uh, that was, that was what my parents got me. They got me this little cheap Washburn guitar. And that, that was, that was the ax for until, you know, until middle school, I guess. But yeah. Wow. Learned how, learned how to play that song. I had an Ozzy Osbourne songbook and learned, learned some songs in there. Yeah. Couldn't play half of them, probably more than half of them, to be honest, but I learned how to play that one. Um, Just because, yeah, that song kind of held, held that special place uh, for me. Yeah. And I mean, kind of going back to what you mentioned before on how it made you feel too, is like a very energizing song. So I could see it being almost like a song that a guitar player would warm up to because it is faster paced. It is motivating. So you kind of just like, you want to get into it. It's not like a slower. Totally. And it's driving. It's exciting. It's exciting and it's driving and it's consistent. You know, and then there's the guitar solo and that's like the fireworks, you know? exactly yeah yeah when's the when's the last time you played that song do you know last time i played that like in its entirety or or just i I mean sure or let's say the last time you any part of it opening the solo you tell me when's the last time ozzy Osbourne graced your fingers probably probably 10 plus years (laughs) to be honest okay i still know how to play it though i i believe that i still it's it's one of those things like oh well that's ingrained i'll take that to the grave yeah. Knowing, how to play, knowing how to play that song at least at least the, at least to the extent i played it in in seventh grade because i was like I, I learned it for a talent show in seventh grade and kind of like established you know how like i don't you know how when you're younger you kind of establish your your persona a little bit you're kind of finding yourself right like i'm you know I play bass or I play soccer or I'm a football player. Or I play, I'm a guitar player. I'm a band geek. I'm a, you know, I'm a dancer, whatever. I feel like in those middle school years, that's when people find that out. And for me, it was just like really being like, I'm a guitar player and learning that for that talent show and playing it and kind of playing it, also performing it in front of a bunch of your really judgmental middle school classmates. Like definitely was a, a validating experience. Cause that was definitely like, Oh, like, I'm a guitar player now. And that, that felt really good at the time. Just like being like, Oh, like, I feel like I have a spot, you know, I've kind of etched out like my, my spot in, in my, my middle school preteen world. Yeah. But, but ex- and, and, sorry, go ahead. Oh, and I was just going to say, and it was kind of, uh, you know, in, in hindsight, it was, it's a very, uh, it's a very liberating experience, especially when you don't, I didn't like, it's not like my dad was a guitar player or my I had an uncle who was a guitar player. It was a very, like, it felt very mine, like very me. Like I, like it felt very, very original to me. That was just like, Oh, like this is very, I've etched out my own place um, and really kind of built, built my character around it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and like 
tagging onto that too with the whole identity piece being a kid. And I can, I mean, I'm the youngest in my family. You just mentioned you're the youngest in mm-hmm. your family. That's what we do as the youngest. Is right. like we sometimes fight to like be noticed. We fight exactly. to be established like mom, right. dad, br- brother, sister, whoever, I am here. And like, right. this is like, I'm in the room. Basically. That's totally a thing. That's totally a thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other, the other thing that came up was a question that popped in my head. Do you think you would have become the guitar player that you are today if that song never existed and you never played it at that talent show? Uh, man, I don't know. Uh, it would definitely be different for sure. I mean, that was definitely like that kind of motive. That song motivated me a ton to like just kind of the, the positive reinforcement I got from like learning that and playing it. And like my friends being like, Oh, like that's cool. And like when you're in middle school and like your friends are like, that's cool. That's right. like a huge deal. Cause you're that like, means everything. that means everything. Cause I feel like at that age, everyone's so like, everyone's so like, people won't tell you be like oh that's cool they're more just like oh don't do that like right like it's very like people like putting up walls right and like mm-hmm. and it comes from insecurity of being at that age but like everyone's so like oh like i would never I don't do that like you know or do this or act this way and then like right. to to stand out and then and not be put down for it is, is very exciting at that age um i just remember that being very exhilarating just like Oh, like wow! I feel like I feel very me right now. Um, yeah, which is which is really exciting to to feel like, yeah. Especially when you're the youngest and you're like definitely like craving that like I want to be my own person. I don't want to just like be my brother or be like my sister or be like yeah. you know people in my family. Um, so it was definitely it was definitely very exciting. Yeah, that's awesome. How many was it? A song you listened to a bunch? Oh yeah, around that time, it was nonstop. Yeah. yeah. When when did it when did it fade phase out from like your your songs the songs you listen to regularly when was sure. it not in like the top ten probably probably after I played it on that talent show <laughs> okay. to be honest because it's like after that yeah. happened I was like it felt it felt like I don't know I, I mean this is the wrong word but like, it felt like I conquered it it was just like all right sure. like what's the next thing like yeah. you know and and I think for me that was very much like oh like playing music with people now like because now that i had publicly been kind of been like i'm a guitar player then you have people who are like well i'm a drum player or i'm a bassist and there you find those people and there was definitely like that like finding a band right because that's kind of like at least for me that's kind of like that's the end goal right is like oh i want to play music with people and like you know make music um and that became kind of the goal after that and definitely definitely met some people around the same age with the same interests uh, at that time. And now you're all known as the Avengers. Yeah, now we're the Avengers. <laughs> and, and, and we play Ozzy Osbourne covers. And... <laughs> yeah. Spoiler. Sorry, guys. Spoiler. That's how it all ended, that's how it ended yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so in when did you first start playing music with people, like a little more seriously, would you say? I think uh, the first time I ever gave it a go, was like fifth grade. I remember I was in a band. I started a band with this guy named Tanner and he had no idea how to play drums, but he had a drum kit and he would kind of like play and we play in his basement. And uh, yeah, we totally sucked and we didn't make any music. And, but it was also just kind of like fun to just like, it was the first time like, all right, I'm bringing my amp over to your house and we're like, we're going to like set up in your basement and we're going to like totally. make some really annoying sounds until like your mom comes downstairs and gets pissed at us. 
<laughs> um, yeah, but that kind of like blossomed into like you know I I met I'm trying to remember everybody now. I don't know you go through all these like little micro like like bands. I guess I felt at least that was my experience. It's just like okay, I was in a band with like this guy named Aaron who played drums and this guy named John who played guitar and bass sorta and this guy named Kyle who played bass. We played in a band for a little bit. We played another talent show, like in eighth grade. And this dude named Jake, who is like, he was like a football guy, but he was like, I sing. And we're like, come on, come in. So it's kind of like fun to like branch these like click gaps too, you know? Like you have like the jocks and like one of the jocks is just like, hey, like I play, I sing, but none of my friends sing or play music. Like you guys play music. Like let's give this a try. And like that was super fun, and we had a, ourselves a little band. We wrote three songs as that group and played them in a battle of the bands talent show thing at the end of middle school, and that, and that nice. was that was kind of fun. Um, yeah, and then going into high school, just meeting people who were like more serious in the music and branching out with them. Um, yeah, and eventually, eventually, actually meeting people that I still to this day play in bands with. Uh, one of the right. guys, at least, yeah, one of my friends, Evan, uh, who plays bass. Um, in two of the groups I'm in two of the only active groups. I'm in actually, he plays bass for both of them. And it's kind of crazy that we met like probably like mid, mid late high school, which is kind of crazy to think about now being millennia ago. Yeah. Being like a 30 year old, like adult (laughs) being like, (laughs) yeah, I still play music with this guy that I met when, when we were like 16. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's wild. Yeah. I mean, it's lucky. It's lucky. Yeah. If we want to call it what it is, that is like damn lucky and damn fortunate. Super fortunate. I I seriously, every day I think, I think about that, or at least it affects me in some way of just being like, wow, I really lucked out with some of the people I met for sure. And in high school, especially, I mean, like I still know a lot of the people I knew in high school and they all turned out to be like pretty great people that I still talk to and still hang out with some of them, at least the ones that live close by. Yeah. And then when you're playing music with each other, the hangs and the get togethers are a little more frequent because you all have like a mutual hobby right. creating things together. And then it becomes kind of intimate. And then it's not just like drinking buddy. It's like, no, like we are oh. invested in what we are doing together. Right. And it gives you like a really positive thing to do while you're together. Cause I feel like when you're that age, it's just kind of like we're bored. What do we do? Get into trouble. Right. But for us is like, well, we're going to like make music. I don't know. It, it just felt right. And made sense of that time for sure. Yeah. Nice. Well, thinking about thinking about the song, are there any other like motivating songs that give you that same sensation and same feeling that this song gave you way back in the day? Yeah, totally. I, I feel like and like I couldn't just like list a bunch of them, but I feel like every time I listen to a song that kind of inspires me musically, where I'm like, whoa, like I want I want to do something like that. Or like you know, cause I hear songs all the time. Like that sounds good. I like that, but that's different than like hearing something and being like, I want to like actively pursue that in my own music. I'm being inspired by it. Um, right. Yeah. That the crazy train song was definitely like, it just is kind of like this market, like the first time I was musically inspired. That's kind of what that song I, I think, you know, represents. Um, right. And there's tons of songs. And every time I hear inspiration, it's, I mean, if I really thought long enough about it, it's just like, yeah, that's like, that's the original feeling right there. Yeah, that's rich. It's like a, because I think about like when a person 
starts out in their first step into a new hobby. So like with this song and music for you, for instance, it's almost like this river that's been dammed up by a bunch of debris and obstacles. And then it just was cleared and then it's just flowing. And then it's just nonstop from here on out. Right. It's definitely the catalyst. Yeah. 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 Well, shout out to Ozzy Osbourne and shout out to Ozzy, you know, <laughs> yeah. for, for an inspiring young people around the world to play rock music. <laughs> <laughs> a service. But yeah. can't go unnoticed. For sure. Yeah, what's funny too is now that I'm thinking about it, like at that time and that day, I, I think that like that uh the Osborne's show was like a thing. Oh yeah. Whoa. So okay. so, so kind of like yeah. had this crossover like pop culture thing where he was doing some like weird sellout MTV stuff at the time. But I was just like, no, I actually like this guy's catalog. <laughs> like, yeah. like I'm I'm into Black Sabbath. I'm into yeah, like I remember Iron Man. That song by Black Sabbath is another one. Right. I remember just listening. My dad had that that CD, and we'd play that in the car. And he, my dad was the two songs my dad would always play. These are so funny that he played it. One <laughs> was one was Iron Man by Black Sabbath, and then the other one was On the Run by Pink Floyd, which is like this weird, like kind of like wow. synthy, like sequencer, like trippy song, which which always just kind of makes me laugh thinking about like. Like my dad was like, those are the two songs, like Iron Man, and then on the like the second track off of, I think it's the second track off of uh, Dark Side of the Moon, which is like a really weird track. (laughs) But that always kind of made me laugh. Yeah, I mean, my my mom was a huge Pink Floyd fan, so I'll have to go back and and listen to that. It's it's, there's a good chance I've heard that song before, but totally, it's it's like a super synthy one that's like definitely totally different from everything else on that album. Okay. It's just like a bunch of crazy like synths and like pulsing synths and stuff. It's really intense. Right. Yeah. So it's, it truly is the dark side of the moon of yeah. that album. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Bizarre. Well, your dad sounds rad. He's got a taste. Yeah. He's, he's, he's definitely got a taste. <laughs> <laughs> he has a flavor. There, there is a flavor that he has for sure. <laughs> nice. That's funny. Cool. Well, let's keep trucking along. Let's hit to um what songs you want to do next i mean if we're keeping it chronological um it would it would probably actually you know the next two songs were around the same time but uh i think schwenglar by sigaros was probably the Mm. next one um and this song is a total i mean total deviation from ozzy osbourne in terms of like style and what it is yeah like when you so when i listen to these three songs i listen to this song second i actually listened to it the order that we're talking about them right now so i did mm-hmm. ozzy first yep. this song and then the the third song third and so basically it was like <laughs> i imagine like i was i was riding in a car <laughs> with you you put on your blinker to turn left and you just yanked the you get a real right <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> totally played me you yeah. played me yeah these it's definitely yeah i mean and that kind of <laughs> my musical taste has jumped all over the place it's all over the place so and i i don't know i think that just comes from i don't know i just i love music like i don't yeah. care if it's country or or hip-hop or metal or rock or whatever you know whatever word you want to use to describe the way something sounds um yeah, yeah. I, if it's i don't know if it's good it's good <laughs> At least sure. that, that's how i think about it and, and what's good is different for everybody so yeah but yeah so i'm I mean, thinking about like the sensations and feelings you get from Crazy Train, when you listen to this song, like what are like the emotions, what are the sensations that come up 
from this one? Yeah, that's that's a crazy question for this song because it's like Sigur Rós is such a um, it's a very emotional band. There, it's the music is very moving, um, and and I definitely picked this this song pretty much just signified just like that that entire band. I, I became very obsessed with that band um, when I started playing music with other people, um, and I'm, and that that song in particular it was the first song I'd ever heard by them. And it just kind of blew me away in in the way that like okay like this is how do how do you play an instrument in a way that's completely unexpected because this is also a very guitar driven song but you wouldn't think because the guitar is being played in this very odd kind of avant garde way of being bowed with like a ton of reverb and fuzz and like delay and stuff so it's like this it almost sounds like a, a synthesizer but it's actually a guitar being bowed by this guy. And that kind of oh. that kind of blew me away, um, but this song, you know, for me at least musically, this song kind of symbolizes is like, oh, like looking at music at a different angle, a different perspective, not just being like, okay, let's like let's write a you know a two five one, let's do something that's been done before, but kind of put our own twist on it. This is like, let's make it completely different. Let's let's go somewhere totally different, and also just make music as unbelievably as beautiful as possible um this song definitely was like a song that totally moved me emotionally and probably was the first song i can think of that was like pretty much like brought me to tears like that's how beautiful it was it was like whoa yeah. like i didn't even know music could do that you know i thought music was this thing where it's just like it's supposed to be like cool and exciting and it is and but, fun and fun and then also then all of a sudden it's like whoa like this song made me feel something that i didn't even know was there like that's totally blew me away. Um, yeah. And, you know, definitely like listening to this song with other people I knew at the time and being in high school, you know, definitely in our society and our culture, it's like high school boys or men or whatever you want to call us at that time. We're like definitely not like emotionally vulnerable people or, but we, we are, but we're actually probably more so than we ever are, but we're not showing that. And this song definitely like, if when I listened to this song with my friends in high school, I just remember being, we'd go like we'd get in my friend's van and we'd drive around on these country roads and like just pop on cigarettes and just like we're just emotionally vulnerable with each other, which is like something that I think is extremely rare, especially at that age. Even into adulthood, I know a lot of people aren't really like that. And it was, I felt very fortunate looking at it in hindsight of just like, oh, like having that experience, having that availability with my good friends at the time. And that song for me definitely expresses is just like being completely open with, with people, being really truthful, being exactly who you are, not being ashamed of it. So yeah, that song definitely carries like a really powerful, yeah, spot in my journey of like listening to music and I don't know, exploring who you are. Yeah. Did it ever, I mean, going down the roads with your friends, listening to it together, kind of sinking into like a vulnerable and very open space. Was it, were there any other songs that would do that for you? Totally. Like, yeah. Yeah. This one, I, you know, you have to, when you say pick three songs, you only have to pick three and this is like, okay, I'm going to pick this one, but really it's like this band um, as a whole was, was like that. We, I mean, we listened to their whole discography. Um me and some really close buddies definitely got super into these guys. And, uh, and they're just like this weird band from Iceland. 
yeah. and yeah they just they just did something with music that is just really special um and yeah everyone i know that's listened to them i has a similar experience of just like just absolute pure beauty um yeah it's, it's pretty undeniable um, yeah yeah also just uh in, in just off the cuff it's like i i was fortunate enough to see these guys play one time and it was actually it would have been in 2015 and i went with a lot of the guys that we listened to this music in high school and oh, we all got man. together and we're like yo like they don't really release music anymore they don't tour a lot they're doing another tour like let's we drove all the way to detroit to see them it was like an eight hour drive and we, we we camped along the way at the warren sand dunes in michigan which if you've never been is absolutely amazing it's like these huge sand dunes on lake michigan and we camped there and then the next day we went to detroit and watched them play music and that was like really something special getting to like kind of i don't know just like because at that point we were like kind of like oh, i had finished college kind of age like we're like you know coming coming into ourselves as adults and like that was kind of like a like remember like kind of a bonding experience with all of us just going and seeing that show and just kind of having a it's like a big throwback kind of coming of age journey for all of us to, to go see that band play who who yeah. changed all of our lives very in a very profound way uh musically yeah clearly that's incredible and i think with songs like this and even i mean Similarly with Crazy Train, like you said, Crazy Train is something that's very motivating, very driving and very upbeat. This is a song that is, you know, very well could be the polar opposite of that. But I think depending on the mood that we're in and if we want to use music as a tool, because I sometimes think of it that way as like trying to get me into a particular headspace. You definitely could do that with Ozzy Osbourne. And like totally. To play sports or just psyched, get psyched up to ask somebody out on a date, like whatever it is. But with this song, by Sigur Rose, have you ever found yourself using it to like get you to an emotional place to think about something or to process something that's a little heavier or just using it as a tool in, in any way? Totally. I, I've always listened to this song. Like if I, usually if I just like feel, cause there's been, definitely been times in my life where it's just long periods of just not feeling like good about who I am or where I'm at in my life. And I've always turned to this band as like a place of just like, you know, solace i guess um or especially like you know in the winter months when things you know I'm, i live in wisconsin and like in the winter months it can get kind of harsh it's long it's cold it's dark and like i don't know you listen to music like this that's so beautiful and so and some people are like oh like some people i feel like listen to this type of music and they're just like oh this is so sad this is very sad music but it's like what's crazy about this music is like yeah i definitely can see like it's kind of sad music but at the same time it's like some of the happiest music i've ever heard Cause it's like so uplifting in, in terms of just like it's majestic and like beauty of, of like the soundscape that they do, but definitely like have used as a tool of just like, you know, it's almost like it's music. It is. It's musical therapy. It's not almost musical therapy. It is musical therapy. Right. Yeah. This song can definitely put me like, yeah. Into a very contemplative mood or you know a mood where i'm like definitely if i'm processing something that's kind of heavy and i really need to i feel like i need to think about it from a perspective of like being very truthful with myself um, and very open that's i mean that's that music embodies that for me right i totally agree like in the therapeutic part because 
like we think about things that are very restorative, like nutrition. So like a lot of water, a lot of like a very well-balanced diet, fruits and vegetables, all the good stuff. We think about sleep and how important that is. But like with music, it is it can be therapeutic, like you said, where it'll get you to think about things in a different way. Because if you approach it, you know, as you are in that moment, for instance, when you're feeling frustrated, you may have like you know boundaries up. And I think speaking to the people that you had mentioned before that think that the song is very sad. It's like, it sounds like you don't want to like face sadness, right? You don't want to, you don't want to deal with the stuff that sucks. Totally. And, and that's definitely, that's, I mean, you kind of hit it on the nail on the head and you know, that's, that might be kind of like judgy for me is like people who are like, Oh, I don't like cigarettes because they're like, it's sad music, but it's also, (laughs) but it's like, (laughs) like sadness is like part of life. Like what you tell me, tell me you don't feel sad. You can't relate to sad music. Like, who are you? Like, (laughs) Like, I, I just feel like that's not being like, I'm not saying you have to like the band, but like, I feel like, yeah, not engaging with that emotion. I, I mean, you're missing, you're missing out on the human experience in, in my opinion. Um, I couldn't I, agree more. I don't, I don't know how you can feel joy if you don't feel the opposite. Like, yeah. you, like there's, there's a spectrum of emotion and I feel like part of our time, like here is, it's really important to experience all those. True. And I think that those that say that they don't or they don't want to, it's like they're depriving themselves. And I, I mean, I hate saying general or generalizations about people, but I would like to think that some of those people are just flat out lying because there's yeah. no way a human being can walk through an entire lifespan and not feel sadness. Like that's right. just a part of the game. Like that's, right. that's in the, the manual. Totally. Well, it's just people who are just scared. Yeah. Yeah, because I've been, I've been there. It's like you're you're scared and you don't want to talk about those feelings because you're afraid of what that might mean, or even acknowledging those feelings. But um, I think what's so magical about like their music and as well as a ton of other bands. I mean, in art in general, that's I, I mean that's like the purpose of art is <laughs> like, <it's> like <laughs> feeling things and being truthful about it and and experiencing them openly. You know. Yeah. If, if you if you want to just like kind of hit art on the head, I, if, for me that's what it what it's about. Yeah, at least consuming art. Right. Yeah, I mean creating. I think we would need an entire new podcast to talk about the yeah, creation. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's a it's a different it's a different game, a very a related game, but uh, but uh, but very different. Yeah, very much so. Wow. So with the guys that you went on the trip with in 2015 to see these see this band play. Um, do you ever like look back? Like if you hear this song, let's say, you know, listen to the song yesterday, for instance, do you remember and think about what that experience was like driving to Detroit, sitting in the van with those guys or conversations you had, or even just thinking about the people in general? Definitely. Cause I listened to the song because you asked me like, well, pick three of these songs, picked them. And to be honest, besides the last one, um, for certain reasons, crazy train and, and this song, I have not listened to in years, to be honest. Okay. Um, but I, I listened to them before this podcast just because I was like, well, I picked them. And yeah, that's like the first thing I thought about. I was like that trip to Detroit with those guys. Um, and also just like in high school, like driving around on these country roads and having probably, you know, the first open and real conversations I've had with, with close friends. And really, I feel like those, all those people that were around at that time in high school, those are all people I still talk to. So, I mean, that's, those were, I felt like it was once again, a catalyst for just like the, the bedrock of these really strong friendships. Yeah. 
So there's something yeah. magical about that music. I don't know. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah, no, you're so right. I, and I think it's like just so awesome. Like it's just like it's just so beautiful to think about it that way. That like this is a it's a long song. I'm looking at it. It's yeah, it's 10, 10 minutes, minutes. Yeah. 10 minutes, six seconds. This 10 minute, six second chunk of sounds that a bunch of Icelandic people put together back in 1999 is the catalyst for someone like you forming lifelong friendships. Right. Although on the opposite that, side of the world, it's yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the beauty like, of the what? internet. <laughs> like, yeah. <and> it's <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's crazy. I don't know. But you know, when, when you're, <sighs> when you're making art, that's that potent. I mean, it's, it knows no boundaries. Yeah, that's for sure. It's, it's the good, it's the good kind of, contagion the good kind of toxic right yeah it's what's interesting about all those icelandic bands because what i can think of like what bjork and um olifer arnold's is another one i can think of but these these like icelandic artists that are like they live in like the most it's very remote like region of the world and it's like funny because you only i mean i'm sure there's a lot of music coming out of there but like you only hear about like the ones that are like undeniable because it is so remote so you don't hear about an Icelandic band unless they're doing something that is like moving and changing like the world. Well, I mean, I need to spend some time with Sea Rose, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I would highly suggest it's headphone music. It is like lit, like drink some tea, put on some yeah. headphones, like listen to it when you're by yourself and like, you know, or share or share it with someone. I don't know. I've definitely like listened to this music with other people, but there's also something to be said about just like listening to their music, like to yourself uh, w- yeah. w- with headphones. It's definitely headphone music to really thoroughly enjoy it uh, the way it's yeah. meant to be. Definitely. And I, and I think like in, in the way that you know me, I mean, I think by now you probably know that I like a lot of different kinds of music, but I definitely mm-hmm. like more emotional and like cinematic type of music oh yeah they're so, for like, you yeah yeah they're so, like, for you, you to, <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's... I, I, it's within the first like 53 seconds because that's when like there was a big shift and change that happened in the song like it changed key or something and i was like okay like i don't even need to listen to the rest of the song because i know it's it's a damn masterpiece yeah but um but yeah i think like to your point on listening to yourself versus listening to it with, with another person with songs like this i found that sitting with it on my own for at least the first go around or two for sure like because it's like i don't know it's almost like piecing together an emotional language inside of yourself where you have to kind of like figure it out and make sense of it and then you're like oh so and so you and i need to go listen to this song together because it just rocked my world 10 times over yeah and it's definitely something like like you said you like sit with it for and like kind of learn that cryptic emotional language that it's speaking to you and then like once you kind of like i guess you know connect with it then I, I mean, almost immediately after you connect with that music, you're just like, I have to like share this with someone. Yes. Like I have to like some other people have to know about this. And I feel like all good art is like that, right? You see a really good movie and you're like, yo, you have to see, you know, whatever. Or like you hear a really good band. And you're like, you have to check this band out. <laughs> like, this is really yes. amazing. Like this is, it's crazy. And yeah, Seagros is one of those bands that I get very excited about sharing, sharing with people, especially if I feel like they, they would enjoy it um right because it's yeah it's definitely very very special music to me yeah well i'm glad you brought it to the table i'm like really excited to listen to that like all the rest of the weekend yeah and the good news is they've been a band for a long time so they got a long catalog if you want to yeah. get into it yeah they, yeah yeah they're they're fun they're just yeah, really special humans 
Yeah, that's great. It's it's going to be helpful in working through this this cold that I'm jamming on. But for sure, at any rate, um, man, I'm like I'm just like still sitting on that. It's I'm, I'm excited to listen to that song more and whatever else they got. Um, cool. Let's let's keep cruising to a band that I think a lot of people will know. They're not from Iceland. The band is Radiohead. The song is Body Snatchers. Yeah. Hit me, hit me with the Joe Wild Bill knowledge of Body Snatchers. Oh boy. So this song has like this band, I should say. Radiohead ha- is one of those bands that has just always been my entire life has just been around. Um, what, being a really little kid listening to the bands because uh, that was when I was. I mean, that's 1995. So I was born in 1991. I was probably listening to that when I was like, you know, forming memories because my brother listened to it and he's, he's a bit older than I am, but it's just one of those bands that's always been around. And, um, you know, some of my earliest memories of music are, are some of their songs, but that song in particular um, was kind of like a, um, a rediscovery of that band for me. Um, Cause it was one of those bands that they were always around and it's just like, okay, like I, I've always known about this band. I've never really done a deep dive on their music because I'm not really super into music. And this is, I'm talking in my, in my youth. Um, sure. And then, you know, when I was like doing stuff, like in the beginning of our conversation, it's like at that time I wasn't listening to them. Cause like I was into more like heavier music. Um, but they uh, body snatchers is actually the first track that was leaked off of the album in rainbows, which, which what that came out in 2008 or 2007, I think. Um, and that was like the, yeah, I would have been a senior in high school. So I think it was like 2008 range that, that song got leaked from that album. They hadn't released an album in, in, in a pretty good amount of time. I think it had been like five years since they had released an album and I hadn't really been listening to them, but I remember my brother who is definitely the source of a lot of my finding music. Like he pretty much showed me all the different bands I know, um, like any good brother should. Um, I remember he sent me, he was in, he was in school and he sent me an email saying, Hey, like Radiohead just leaked a new song. They're going to release an album. Remember we used to listen to these guys when we were kids and the song was like super cool. It's like, it's a totally badass <laughs> song. Like it's, it's crazy. And like, I remember listening to that and being like, Whoa, like I forgot about these guys, but geez, they're like really good. And that was like right before I left for college. And that was just like, so going into college, which is like a trans, you know, a totally shift in your, in your life. You know, when you, when, whether you're going to college or you're just moving out of your parents' house, like I'm not living, you know, I'm not living, you know, I'm on my own, your first chapter of becoming an an adult, so to speak, whatever that means. That was that point of that life for me. Um, Just like really getting into that band. And that song definitely was the, like the tee off for that. Um, and, and also it's like, I, I, you know, I was reading the lyrics to that song too. And that song to me kind of is a song about not feeling super comfortable in your skin. Um, and I feel like that kind of like, it's kind of funny. Cause if you, you know, our brains we're good at like looking back and like kind of forming these patterns or like finding these little metaphors. And I felt like, you know, that song was definitely like really exciting teeing off starting this new chapter of my life where for the next, you know, five five to six years, I didn't feel comfortable in my own skin. So it's kind of funny that that's, you know, that's kind of how I view that song and that, that song, at least for me is what it's about. But what's also super crazy is it's like a, it's a very cyclical thing for me because, you know, that song 
kind of teed off that section of my life, reintroduced me to a band that's been around my entire life. And then, um, you know, I, I play music in bands now. And one of the bands I play for, Kainalu, covered that song. And one of the, wow. one of the guys that's in that, in that band with me, I worked with and I got him into Radiohead. And then he picked that song. And it's not like I went and I was like, that's like one of my favorite Radiohead songs. Like he just picked that song. And it's crazy because in the last couple of years of my life, I've really kind of felt really comfortable in my own skin. And it's crazy that that's like that song came back. And it was just like, remember like teeing off this journey, like you've come yeah. full cycle. And we just, we just went on tour playing music and like with my friends I met in high school, some of those guys that were in that van with me listening to Sigaros with new friends that I've met through music and then playing songs from a band that I've known since I was six and songs that like kind of have teed off this, you know, journey of my life during these really formative and pinnacle years of my, my adulthood of just like feeling comfortable with myself and like going out with my friends, playing music around the country. And like, and then here we are like covering this song that kind of ties into a lot of that. So it just like Jeez. kind of felt like very synchronistic to me that that song was chosen for that set. And I, I had no say in like picking that song. Like it was just like one of my bandmates probably is like, we should do this song. And then I saw it and I was like, I'm not going to argue with that. <laughs> like, of course, <laughs> like, hell no. But like, yeah. And what's crazy is it's just like that song. It's fun to play. We had, we had a lot. We had a lot of fun playing that song, but it's kind of cool how full circle that came. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't know. I think about kind of like you and you're mentioning before on like coming of age, this section of life, this section of life. I always think about, I just like to zoom out and like look at the different sections and chapters that we live and as we go along. And it sounds like, like you said, full circle a few few times, this song is like the exclamation point of that chunk of time, maybe not feeling very comfortable in your own skin, but then realizing that you do and then just be like, bam. And then it shows back up and it's like, hey, Joe, Remember this song? Remember this song a few yeah. years ago? It's it's uncanny how the universe will like oh. throw stuff like that at you. Yeah. Man, that is so so have you shared this story? No. Of, maybe you have it with not with the guys you play with at all. Uh I, I did share it actually literally three weeks ago. I had a campfire at my house and one of the guys in that band, it was, it was just him and I, actually, I just was like, I'm having a campfire. I invited like three people and two of the people were like, I got work tomorrow. And this guy was like, yeah, I'm coming over. And it was <laughs> like, he's, he's, uh, his name is Trent and he's, he's in the band Kainala with me and he's the, he's a lead singer. And we just hung out at the campfire and like drank some whiskey. And then I just like, kind of like confessed to him, like that song actually has like a really like special place for me. And it's crazy that you picked it because yeah, it's just crazy that you picked that song in particular. Um, and and what's crazy is like, yeah, I worked with him. That's actually, you know, I went to high school with him, but I didn't hang out with him in high school. He just went to the same high school. Um, and uh, but I ended up, I was actually a couple of years ago, I worked with him, and that's kind of where we we bonded. And I remember we would listen to music all the time at work together, and we would always play Radiohead. And he was kind of like, oh, no, they're kind of cool. I'm kind to him. And then just like by the end of working, like he was just like a huge Radiohead nerd and just like loved it. So it's kind of like definitely felt good for me to kind of like pass that contagion on because <laughs> it's just like, totally. yeah, that, that's a disease I want to spread. Like, like <laughs> loving that band because they're, they're top, top five for me for sure of just like the best bands ever. I love them. 
Um, but yeah. it, it was kind of cool. Yeah. Cause seeing, seeing someone, there's something really special about sharing a band with someone and then seeing them experience it for the first time in real time. Cause we worked together. So I got to be there while he was listening to some of these songs for the first time. And like, I'm just like oh, thinking man. about like the first time I listened to some of these songs and like how it impacted me. And then just getting to see someone like just being giddy on the sidelines, getting to watch someone oh. else do that. I'm just like, it's almost like I'm like, I curiously oh. living, living that again through my friends. Yes. I'm just like, yeah. oh, I'm like experiencing these songs, the excitement of these songs for the first time through a friend. It's, it's so much oh. fun. Yeah. And vice versa. Like he showed me bands and probably got to experience like me listening to those bands for the first time. Like he, de- he showed me like Toro Imwan, Tame Impala and like getting to experience that, those bands for the first time is super exciting. Uh, yeah. I'm just like reeling over here and like getting goosebumps from it. Cause I know that exact feeling you're talking yeah, about where totally. you're, where you're on the, like the giving end of sharing yep. and seeing someone else light up like a Christmas tree, which then you do the same thing yep. because you're acknowledging and seeing how much enjoyment they're having like contagious yeah 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 i remember like there was a moment two years ago going to a show in madison and just like it was one of the one of if not the best show i've ever been to in my life nice was, yeah but that's awesome well, who that's, was it <laughs> what show was it it was snarky puppy oh at yeah the, at the orpheum and you know you know how how deep i am with snarky yeah puppy. yeah yeah. i i'm a, yeah. I'm a big fan i also yeah. like them yeah like there's a week it's a bad week if Benny Collins doesn't listen to any Snarky Puppy. Yeah, There's always at least awesome. one track. Yeah, one that slips in. But um, wow. So after after sharing that story with Trent, like one-on-one, just telling him about like the, kind of like the importance of Radiohead, the importance of the song, do you, was there any sort of like, and this might be kind of hard to quantify, but it, did it feel like things were any different after you shared that with him as far as like your friendship? In relationship did he like see you in a different way or do you feel like there was like a, more of a bond you know i i would say that it i don't feel like it like made our friendship stronger in a way well that's like kind of a lot i don't think that was like a pinnacle moment in our friendship because him and i are so close and we've yeah, like yeah we've had that experience like us like experiences on that level a lot uh, whether we're other we're on tour and we're in a car together for 12 hours straight or I'm just hanging out with him one-on-one or we're writing music together or at rehearsal um, or working together or just like talking about life in general. We've just had like, he's just one of my really good friends that like when you've had, exp- you just have it with your good friends. I feel like you just like have those experiences and they just keep, they hit over and over again and they all just kind of, you know, huddle together to make your friendship awesome. I don't know. So, so I, I would say it's it's one of the moments that just goes in a long long line of of moments that that I've had uh, with Trent that that have really solidified our our friendship as as you know close friends and musicians. Yeah, yeah, which like in and of itself is very special to have frequent. Well, I I have no idea the frequency of it, but just occurrences that have stacked up over time that are that meaningful. Because we think about you know, people that come and go in our life, whether they're romantic partners or friends and a lot of those relationships, there aren't that many of those moments. And so, and that, and there's sometimes not anything wrong with that. It's just kind of like the course of life. You know, sometimes there isn't as strong of a connection, but when you do find somebody that you do really lock in tempo with and have those moments kind of frequently and you get to spend time with them, it's just like, yeah. Yeah. It's a total godsend. Yeah, it just changes life, you know, like the close people around you, like that changes your life, without mm-hmm. a doubt. Definitely. 
definitely. Yeah. And I've, I've felt extremely lucky to have, you know, meeting people like you, meeting people like Trent, people like Evan. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on uh, of people that I've been fortunate enough to cross paths with. Um, yeah. People who are, who are both like-minded and also very differently minded than me. I've, I've really cherished it and felt really fortunate to, to have that uh, in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Likewise. I think it's, it's helpful to be around the people that are like you, obviously, but even those that aren't that much like us just to see things differently because totally. sometimes yeah. we, we need to be checked too. Like sometime I'm, I'm cracking wise, you know, yep. sometimes I'm not, I'm not saying anything <laughs> truthful, you know, so yeah, I yeah. kept in line too. Yeah. You gotta have the people that call you on your shit. <laughs> exactly. For sure. Exactly. Man. Are there any other songs actually I'll jump to a different, this is a question that I always like to ask what songs were in the running, but didn't make the cut. Oh, the honorable mention list, if you will. Yeah. I mean, a lot of them are from some of the same bands. There's some Seagaro songs and some Radiohead songs for sure. Um, Seagaro songs. I mean, I'm going to butcher, I literally butcher all the titles. Um, Untitled eight from their untitled album. Um, as well as Untitled 3, I believe. I haven't listened to those songs in literally over like seven years, but those two songs, I think, off that album. That album in general, the Untitled album, um, is probably one of the most emotionally powerful albums I've ever listened to in my entire life. Um, by Seager okay. Rose. Yeah, that song is serious business emotionally. Um, Radiohead, I, mean, I love their entire discography, so it's it's tough. <laughs> I mean, Reckoner, Reckoner is amazing. Um uh knives out uh by them is great um yeah wolf at the door is a song by them that surprisingly moved me so for some reason i felt very connected to it and i don't know why because the song's content is some is an experience that i have never and could not have um at this point in my life um yeah the song the song is very so tom york's the lead singer and that that's a song actually about um him getting stalked and him being really worried that this person's going to find like his family and do something really bad. And it's called Wolf at the door. And I like that song was very emotionally powerful, even though I don't have a kid, I don't have a wife and I've never been stalked, at least to my knowledge, but like, yeah, you don't have a it, wolf either. As far it's as kind of, well, it's kind of like almost like a horror movie. Like it was the song yeah. very felt very much felt like a horror movie. We're just like, this is like so, and it's real. Like he, this is a real experience he had and he made a song about it and it's so creepy. And it's like kind of eye-opening oh. to just like, oh my gosh, that's like such a very, that's such a volatile like thing to experience. Um, yeah, that, that song, but I, I felt like that song didn't, didn't really feel very relatable to me, but definitely moved me. I was just like, wow, like that's, yeah, I don't know. There's songs that are just like so powerful. You know, it's powerful. Like there's something like the artist is, really locked into something when they can make, they can emotionally move you with an experience that you can't even relate to. <laughs> like, it's just like, That's so damn, you're good. Damn, damn, you're good. Like if you can move me emotionally with an experience that I can't even really imagine beyond an abstract or hypothetical level, right? Like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. And, and Tom does that a lot for me, which is just like, yeah, he's really tapped into something very potent. So Radiohead all the way. Um, lots of their songs almost made the running. Yeah. Um, God, uh, you know, I thought about putting a tool song on there. Um, 
just because they were very much another band that was like very influential to getting me to want to pursue music. Cause those were the bands yeah. I was listening to before I played music. So yeah. it's just like, Whoa, this is cool. Like they do weird time signatures and their songs are really long and kind of odd. And they're definitely kind of edgy. Um, their music's definitely very edgy lyrically and their album covers are edgy and everything's kind of edgy about their band. Um, that was definitely kind of an angsty thing listening to them being like, Oh, this is like, you know, this isn't commercial, so to speak at that, at that time. I was definitely paying attention to that. Right. Um, God, I don't know. Hiatus Coyote definitely, definitely, sure. definitely made that, uh, the thought. Yeah. I don't know. It, it could go on and on and on. I'm just kind of free for Con- free flow conscious thinking of like things I'm, I would think about or, or consider. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I believe it. Yeah. Uh, green, green plastic trees by Radiohead was another song that I very seriously considered because that's like one of my earliest memories of music is that song. Okay. It's like wow, yeah. literally like some, like my early, like I'm thinking back as far back as I can, like my earliest memories of music. And that's one of them. Wow. Or high and dry, basically the the bends, the bends by Radiohead. That album is like probably some of my earliest memories of music. Yeah, when's the last time you went through that album? In its entirety, probably like it's probably been five plus years. I've definitely like yeah. you know the songs pop on every once in a while, especially if I'm hanging out with Trent. Like him and I are just like just gush over that band, even still. <laughs> like we're just hopelessly, hopelessly hopeless with our fandom about that band yeah but, but yeah. like we'll gush about about that band um and you know we'll play Ben songs um i i saw radiohead live one time in 2008 when they were touring the in rainbows album at Lollapalooza, and they played uh high was well, not high and dry but um no surprises that song i think that song is probably if i had to replace one of the songs i chose today no surprises is definitely one that yeah one of my earliest memories of music for sure and also extremely powerful song i remember listening to that song live uh at their show and being very moved by it um bony Vare. yeah yeah def- definitely him my brother showed me him my brother went to Eau Claire uh college mm-hmm. and that's where that dude's from and yep. before he blew up my brother was like hey i'm gonna go see this dude play at the union theater and it's like at 11, it was 11 to midnight, one hour shows, just him playing acoustic guitar. And there was like 20 people there. And we went and saw Dang. him play there. And I remember just like not fully appreciating at the time. I was like, man, I'm kind of tired. And it's a Thursday night and I got to go to school tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm like, here watching this guy play, play acoustic guitar. But looking back on that experience, it was like, whoa, like that guy, I didn't know that like in a couple of years, that guy would be changing the way I think about music. Uh, and changing music. And changing own, music. The genre. Yeah, totally. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Super cool. So nod to my brother Ted for for definitely dragging me places uh to listen to cool music because he definitely dragged me to a lot of places to listen to cool music that <laughs> in hindsight I'm like, thank you. Thank you for yeah. dragging me to six years of Pitchfork Music Festival to find all these cool bands. Thank you for dragging me to that Bony Vera show. Thank you for playing Radiohead around me when I was a kid. You know. Yeah. Ted. Yeah, good old Ted. Shout out, shout out to Ted. I still haven't met him yet, somehow. Yeah, you guys have to meet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's he's a he's good shit. That's awesome. 
is he living in Madison too, or where is he? No, he lives in St. Petersburg, Florida. Mm. Yeah, not yeah. anywhere close. Yeah, nowhere close to any yeah. either of us. <laughs> uh, but Man. regardless, shout out. <laughs> yeah, seriously, big thumbs up. Yeah. Um, one last, I have one question that I was thinking about throughout all that was your guitar playing. And sure. you mentioned Rand- Randy Rhodes in the very beginning. Yeah. Who else, when you when you think of guitarists that have like, because I guess we can also think about the chapters and the segments of your life and your your life as a musician. Who are the guitarists that have kind of fanned the flames in each of the segments of your life as a musician? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's a tough question because honestly, like nothing really just like, nothing instantly pops into my mind for that question. It's not like, Oh, like this guy, that guy, that lady, like, you know, those people like definitely my influences. I've, I've always kind of viewed music more holistically. Um, I think in my early years when I was like, you know, Randy Rhodes been like that guitarist, like I definitely got obsessed with guitarists and would like learn the band songs. Um, but that that I felt kind of ended really quickly because I I kind of was fortunate enough to find people to play music with and we very quickly kind of started making more like original music like trying to make songs and they definitely were not very good but like kind <laughs> of just like yeah li- like musically living in a, in a in a space that was very free and uh, I, I think I definitely would pull things from bands holistically like listening to Sigaros I'm like okay the boat guitar thing like like big cinematic reverby washes. Like I definitely got super into that or like really kind of trying to achieve, um, yeah, different, different effects with the guitar. I got really into that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe that's kind of a roundabout answer, but I, I just, I never felt really like, like I didn't have as much really guitar heroes as much as I had just kind of like music heroes that were bands. Right. Yeah, no, I totally get that, and and to be honest, I'm kind of the same. Yeah, and I in this, yeah, I mean, there are specific instruments that I really gravitate towards, but definitely as a as a consumer, I've always been someone who doesn't really pay attention to lyrics, and I'm all about what the instruments are same. doing, <laughs> and 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 the way that the vocalist sounds, but not the words that are coming out of the vocalist. Like that's never. Um, I mean, to everyone listening, I do know how to read. I do know how to write. I understand the language. I understand words. But yeah, um, but yeah it's just like you know, going back to emotion, the composition, the organization of the music, the sounds that are coming out of the instruments and the different nuances that, of them, like vibrato, or if something's a bit more muted or, mm-hmm. or pedals or whatever it is. But it's just like, that's, that's, what, that's what hits me. And, For sure. You, and you like feel you, it. Yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah. it's it's like it's an energy source, right? Because what I'm hearing you say is like you know the the vibrato, the you know the dynamic uh, that just like feels like you definitely the way you consume music is much more of like I'm feeling the music. It's in less of a like I'm cerebrally thinking about the music, and obviously everyone can do that. But I don't know. I always like I always kind of think of it as like my friends who play instruments, like you play bass. Like my friends who play instruments tend to be people who say that line that you said, which is, I don't really pay as much attention to the lyrics. And, and what's funny is my friends who don't play instruments all are very like pay attention to the lyrics 
And that actually makes sense because if you think about things from perspective of like people are attracted to what they can kind of like relate to, like everyone talks, everyone like, you know, talks to people, speaks a language. Um, so I feel like lyrics and singing tend to be much more attractive to people in that, in that aspect, because, because it's much more relatable. Like, you know, singing yeah. is so much closer to like having a conversation with someone than like someone playing tuba, you know, right. Like, a lot of people don't, won't, won't, you know, attach themselves to like that sort of conversation that's happening musically. Right. Yeah, it reminds me of, um, and you might have seen it too, on YouTube, they have those masterclasses and they always run like a 15 second ad on some, somebody's masterclass. Right. Hans Zimmer, the composer, he has one. And there's like a little clip where he, you know, it's a 15 second clip and he plays like a couple of notes on a on a piano and he's saying like, music is a conversation. And he, there's like, Dana. He's like, that's a question. Or he says like, that's a statement. And then it goes, Dana, na na. He's like, that's a bit of a dodgy statement. (laughs) (laughs) I love that stuff where people just like have like different, it's very like synesthetic kind of in a way of just like different melodies or different dynamics or definitely like, but like, it's also very universal because if you hear a song that's like, oh, wow, that's like, sounds angry or that sounds, oh, that sounds like very delightful. Like everyone kind of has a similar, you know idea or, or perception of of that at least in, in broad strokes with music which i think is also why you know it's why they call it the universal language right because it's like i can listen to a band from iceland that's speaking icelandic that literally they don't even speak english and they're connecting to me in a very profound deep way and it's like and they're they don't have to use words to do it and there's i don't know there's something very special about that i feel like everyone in the world realizes that because everyone loves music at least to an extent you don't have to be obsessed yeah. with it or be a musician but like I don't know anyone that's just like, oh, I don't, I don't listen to anything. Like, right. Yeah. That's, that sounds like a very hard life. Yeah. Definitely. Very hard life. Yeah. I don't want to live that life. Me neither. (laughs) No. (laughs) Awesome. Well, Joe, this was quite splendid. I feel like we could go round and round and round with another three or four batches of three songs because we just could with all the greatness that's out there and just your knowledge and, um, I would say even just like the rapport that you've built with songs, like I, it's almost like a relationship, I think with certain songs, it's like you get to know it, you come back to it, you turn to it at certain times and it's like, oh, right, I'm going to go hang with my buddy Seager Rose real quick. and I'm going to go cry for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost a relationship. So yeah, like I, like I said, I think we could go round and round. Um, but I just want to say a big thank you to you and a huge, huge shout out to you and also your brother for getting into music. Like we mentioned before. Yeah. Pour one out for Ted. Love that. Um, but yeah, just huge. Thanks. And I feel very gracious for you taking some time during a weeknight to hop on and just have a, a good chat about some awesome songs and the stories, the stories specifically. Yeah. Anytime, man, this has been super fun and, you know, shout out to you for like doing this, this is a super, a, a fun idea, a fun, uh, conversation starter and uh you know things to talk about and you know we're gonna have to do one maybe maybe we don't have to record or anything but i want to hear your three songs so man <laughs> just say yeah. just say everybody everybody's been asking about it yeah, to I, be honest, I yeah i mean like you and like everybody else i have you know song upon song upon song to, right. it's hard to whittle it to, down yes. yeah i don't i almost don't even want to do it but i but i will i, yeah, I definitely will you have to <laughs> yeah yeah it's only fair and it sounds fun too yeah it's definitely i had a, I had a ton of fun this is super fun awesome all right take care buddy all right you too man